support of the woman I love. Yet many people cannot imagine who such a woman could be, one who could exert such a powerful magnetic force on a man groomed from birth to do his duty as head not just of Britain, but of a great empire that stretched from India to Canada and Australia, the Dominions as they were then known. Because they cannot imagine such a woman, they have invented an image of her, a process which began in 1936, and which gathered pace in the ensuing half-century. In the pages that follow, I want to examine whether that picture is still valid in the 21st century. I want to let her own voice speak wherever possible, however rasping as her detractors insist it was. It may not always be a sympathetic voice, but it will, I hope, help readers understand what it was in her background or makeup that caused her to act or speak as she did. I hope to humanize rather than demonize the woman known as Wallace Simpson, to see her within her own social, historical, and geographical context. Very simply, I want to start by understanding what sort of woman she was, and then look at the crisis in which she was embroiled. Money is often an important part of this story, but in the text I have always quoted the actual, contemporary amounts. As a very rough guide, these figures can be multiplied by fifty, to give an idea of the value today. Chapter 1. Becoming Wallace. She has the Warfield look. Choosing your own name is the supreme act of self-creation. Wallace, the androgynous and unusual name she insisted on for herself, is a bold statement of identity. Wallace is saying not only, this is who I am, but you will know no one else like me, take me on my own terms. It was a credo she lived by. From the start, this woman fashioned herself as something strong, intriguing, distinctive. In taking such a name, she was constructing an identity, giving herself from a young age freedom that women of her era could not take for granted. She was displaying a contempt for tradition and the ordinary, which would be so crucial to her destiny. Having chosen her own name, she had to work hard to live up to it, to create a strong relationship with it. Although her surname changed many times, this name was one of the few constants in her life. Hi, I'm Wallace, she would say when she entered a room. The name her parents chose for her was Bessie Wallace, to honour both her mother's beloved sister Bessie and her grandfather's illustrious friend Seven Teakel Wallace, an author and legislator and in Baltimore, an important man. The latter had been imprisoned for a time during the Civil War, along with Wallace's grandfather, for supporting a call for secession from the Union, but was later appointed provost at the University of Maryland. Her own father, too, bore this man's name. His statue stands today at one end of Mount Vernon Square, the city's main plaza, overshadowed, though it is, by the imposing 178-foot-high monument of George Washington in the centre the first erected in the first president's honour. But she soon jettisoned Bessie, describing it as a name fit only for cows. Wallace, however, was a man's name for a woman who could hold her own with men. Wallace was never a woman's woman. She wanted to be something out of the ordinary for a woman. She was funny, clever, smart, in both the English and American uses of the term, she wanted to pit her wits, not against other women, but against men in a man's world. 
With her sharp understanding of appearances, she always knew the importance of a name. Of course, she had seen her mother change from Alice spelt A-L-Y-S to Alice spelt A-L-I-C-E. But that was subtle, gentle, barely noticeable. Choosing Wallace in her youth was as much part of her armour as the carefully selected designer clothes and decor of her middle years. When inviting friends to her third wedding, her husband-to-be, the ex-king, a man with even more names to accommodate, suddenly started referring to her as Mrs. Warfield. This was a name she had never owned, nor could claim any right to. She encouraged it, to shield the man she had dragged along in her wake. Defining herself by her name was one of the first acts of a young girl intent on controlling a cold and often unfriendly world. Whenever Wallace succeeded, she felt most at peace.